To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old .com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash give tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash give tech. To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old .com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash give tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash give tech. One decade and more than half a billion dollars later, the curtain falls on the EU's Human Brain Project. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Dramali. Back in 2009, in making the case for the Human Brain Project, neuroscientist Henry Markram noted that 2 billion people are affected by some kind of mental disorder. It was time, he said, to explore fundamental questions about how the brain works. We have to embody all our data and all our knowledge into a working model. It's like a Noah's Ark. It's like an archive. The collaboration that resulted has involved hundreds of scientists across several nations. This week marks the end of Europe's ambitious, but also at times controversial, initiative. I spoke with reporter Miriam Nadaf of the publication Nature about what researchers have accomplished. So the Human Brain Project has created what we call the Human Brain Atlas, which is uh, this platform uh, that hosts uh, 3D maps of brain structures and uh, the director of the Human Brain Project described it as the uh, Google map of the brain. And this atlas basically shows how the brain is organized from its cellular and molecular architecture to its the way that it's connected, the connectivity and the functional models. And the uh, scientists at the Human Brain Project have managed using this atlas to identify six previously unknown brain regions that were associated with memory, language, attention, and music processing. And this brain atlas is accessible through a digital platform called eBrains, which is what we call the continuing legacy of the Human Brain Project. Yeah, tell me more about that, because I think eBrains, to my understanding, is this shared research infrastructure that will live on even after the Human Brain Project, you know, comes to an end. Correct. So eBrains is uh, perhaps the most important outcome of the Human Brain Project. It's a digital platform that hosts uh, brain data and has many services to build models of the brain and run simulations. So researchers can upload their data sets or they can upload their computational models. They can conduct virtual experiments. And this platform was launched in uh, 2018. It's an open access platform, so it's available to anyone around the world. It will continue um, to be available for everyone, even after the Human Brain Project ends. As we approach the end of the Human Brain Project, 
what are some of the clinical applications that we can point to that have been an outgrowth of this research? So perhaps one of the most fascinating outcomes of the Human Brain Project is a clinical trial uh, using personalized digital brain models. So some researchers of the Human Brain Project have uh, constructed what they call digital twins of the brain, where they use imaging data from epilepsy patients to build these twins of their brains, and they use them to identify the origin of seizures in epilepsy in each uh, individual. And identifying this would be really helpful in deciding which area to remove in their epilepsy surgery. And uh, they've launched this clinical trial using these digital brain twins in 2019. This trial is called Epinov. And uh, it's running across 11 French hospitals with 356 patients. It's still ongoing, uh, so we don't know the results yet, um, but we're expecting to, to see the analysis in a year, in a year and a half. The Human Brain Project has gotten a lot of praise, and, and rightly so, but it's also very controversial. And as you write about, that was really the case from the start. Correct. So the start of the Human Brain Project was not very fortunate. So within a year of its launch, um, we've seen some issues with the management and uh, some dispute, internal disputes um, about funding. And that resulted in uh, parts of the scientific community being very critical of it and asking the European Union to reconsider funding it. And then the European Union and the Human Brain Project have done uh, evaluations and uh, have done some changes as well in the management and also project objectives. What we see now is the results of the reforms that they've done after the initial um, unfortunate start. So, Miriam, what did you learn about why it's so hard to model the human brain? Usually the digital brain models are, are noiseless. Um, so in the brain, we have lots going on at the same time. So trying to model the human brain in a computer with all of these activities going on at the same time is very difficult because what we see in the model is usually more focused. So there's not as much noise as we see in the, in the natural human brain. At the same time, they, they can have many applications and we can see that now uh, there's uh, a focus on clinical application of the digital models of the brain. That was Miriam Nadaf, science reporter for the journal Nature. You can read Miriam's article on the Human Brain Project, its pros and its cons, on our website, marketplacetech.org. We've also linked to the project's website and the Brain Atlas, the interactive 3D map built from the project's years of research. Other countries have also been inspired to take up their own large-scale brain research initiatives. In 2013, here in the U.S., the National Institutes of Health launched one called Brain Research Through Advancing Innovative Neurotechnologies. Doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, but it does make for a clever acronym, the Brain Initiative. Some of their recent achievements include a better understanding of how the human brain stores and retrieves our memories. Scientists there have also come up with high-resolution maps detailing the cellular changes that Alzheimer's can have on our brains, an important step toward developing new and possibly more effective treatments for the disease. 
Daniel Shin produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy.